Welcome to the show. Quick spoilers, warning for the movies Slice, Moonlight, Hereditary, and Lady Bird. I still can't believe y'all had the audacity to when we did our FaceTime communications that you get fucking Arthur represent me. Now, now this stuffed animal is a cursed image, and I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty peeved about it. I'm upset that- Arthur all, he's scholarly and cute. I'm this scholarly and cute. Exactly. The fuck put a do-rag on this thing and you the same person. Because <laughs> I'll be rocking do-rags, like that's my thing now, and like I love it and I dig it. But we you just throw... need like a silk handkerchief and we can do this. You need a mustard shirt and then- yeah. No, he's gonna dress like me. I'm not gonna dress like his nerdy ass. Have you seen him? <laughs> Like, son, the fits is cool for like a two dot. Like, you look like he's parodying like Kid Cudi right now. Honestly, we're not about that right now. You look just like me, which is cool. Speaking of cool things, hello. This is episode 13 of our wonderful podcast, Deliciously Right On. As always, it is your host with the most, Taylor Ryan Moore, yeet, yeet. with my two other co hosts, Angela. Portellini. Squonk. And Alex Big Dyke Big Dick Dyke Energy Dyke. Hi friends. What's going on? Hello. We're this is great. This We're is back America. together. The gang's all here. Ooh, speaking of gangs, if you were a gang of the peanuts, who would you be? What? <laughs> if you were the peanuts? If you're yeah, a gang from like the a, Peanuts? The gang of Peanuts, the characters. Oh. Um, I probably said Franklin. That. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the boy who plays piano? Oh. Uh, Schroeder. Schroeder, that's me. <laughs> Honestly, I see it. Uh, Wait, you was purple all the time? Yeah. Yeah, that is true. That's you. Just dye your hair blonde. Yeah, he was just misunderstood. Bisexual culture. You wow. know, probably. You know. <laughs> you know. Probably. Because he was never really that interested. Yeah, he didn't give a shit about Lucy. She was extra. But I feel like he gave a shit about Linus, and I was like, that's oh, the oh, story oh, that we oh, actually oh, want to oh. see. We love <laughs> bi culture. Uh, I feel like I'm Snoopy because I like to sleep, and but I also can be really loud and obnoxious, and yes. Woodstock's my best friend, aka yes. Megan Swisher. So yes. here we are. That's perfect. Yep. Dig it. Uh, Allison uh, is Lucy. <laughs> yeah. I can see that. Rage. <laughs> yeah. Majority of the girls of Panera Bread are Peppermint Patty. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I digress. We're not going to be shady at my first place of employment. Okay. Shout so out to you, Breadco. What are we talking about today? Today, we're talking about one of my favorite new independent film companies a24 better known as every time i see a good movie i'm just like is this an a24 film (laughs) recently they have not been a24 films but a24 is one of them like nice indie pretty cool um film production companies that produces great content their first film fun fact was the 2012 um, guilty pleasure hits Spring Breakers. Nice. Have you guys sat and saw Spring Breakers? Yes. Isn't it great? Actually, sorry. Let me stop you real quick. Let me it's their third quick. movie. What's their other but, two? That um, was when I got gained traction. That was the like that was the first one I saw too. And a glimpse inside of the mind of Charles Swan the Third and Ginger and Rosa are two other movies that obviously Spring Breakers is the most uh, 
notorious of their early stuff. I guess if they were really like 24 stands, they would have already watched those two movies. So if yeah. you're going to come and attack me, <laughs> just know that I'm a child. A24 was found on my birthday six years ago, which was when I started my vegetarianism. So that's pretty cool. Wow. Two dope things happened around <laughs> that time of the year. We love serendipity. But Spring Breakers is... Was one of their first films that people like paid attention to the you know them more and let me tell you that movie is a wild wild ride like if you guys are twitter stands and you know about the zola incident which that's also Ooh, gonna be made zola? into a movie yeah 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 so if y'all remember that spring breakers is like that on like all the drugs you could think of literally like how are we gonna get to spring break these girls just rob a diner they just rob a diner and then... I, I really love in, um, in Spring Breakers the, episode, the scene where they, the girls are just like watching him play the piano and they have all these guns and they're in their bikinis. Yes. The it's... every time scene where they're doing like the <laughs> ring around the rosy to every time with the guns and they're just, just robbing niggas for no fucking reason. Yeah. They're just like, blah. Also, pre-jail Gucci Mane was in this movie. <laughs> pre-jailed gucci mane was he a little thick still he was a thickums and now it's like now he looks like he exfoliates and wears really dope clothing and doesn't give shit what people say because he's got money and could probably fight you shout out to you gucci mane shout out shout out another also around that same time was the bling ring directed by the sofia coppola yes oh that makes sense that movie wild basically it's based off of the big bling ring that happened when Lindsay Lohan, Paris Hilton, Orlando Bloom, and all these people got robbed. It was because of these rich, spoiled teenagers. And then Vanity Fair did a whole ass article about them, which led the journalist to write a whole ass book about them, which led Sofia Coppola to direct this movie. <laughs> Basically, if you've ever seen Pretty Wild on E, on e it's that girl. What are your thoughts on the bling ring? Like the it's like what it is or how the movie was because I didn't see the film. Conceptually, would you have sat and watched this movie? I mean, why would I? Don't think I could actually like support just people committing crimes and living. True. When uh people falsely committing nothing and getting falsely accused of doing crimes or being murdered, so I don't think I can just do that. I'm too woke now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I would. Definitely check it out because of uh, Coppola. She's awesome. And another movie that came out was The Spectacular Now. Yes. With Miles Teller and Shane Lee Woodley. Tell us about that. Um, it's, a, it's a pretty typical like romantic comedy movie. And it, it it's pretty good. It's like an indie, like I mean, obviously, but it's like a, got that indie vibe of like, we've kind of got like a mumblecore thing going on where we might be like ad-libbing a lot of our lines. But there's good writing in it too, and Miles Teller, you know, I don't know. What's it about? It's, the spectacular now. It's so it's like during his high school senior year. It's it's like the end of school year, and they're go- he's going to a bunch of parties, and he meets this girl, and he doesn't even know her name, and but he knows her because they're in, I think they go to class, they're in class together or whatever, and he just ignored her, and then. Uh, they start hanging out and she's really quirky and weird it's pretty basic but there's some pretty um interesting stuff that happens throughout i think i think it's worth a watch it's not like my favorite movie but 
Um, I liked having Miles Teller star in a movie where he didn't, like, it wasn't, like, a sci-fi, like, like, you know, those two just kind of seem like they get put in a lot of the movies that don't pop off, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, the Divergent series. Like, I just... was not good. I didn't watch that. But, no, like, I, I think it was a decent, um, teenage love, love story. True. And then we skip over 2014, and they really get their stride in 2015 with a string of movies. And they got, like, Oscar-nominated. Yeah. We got Ex Machina. Yeah. With um, future Academy Award winner, current Academy Award winner, Alicia Vikander. Yeah. Oscar Isaacs. Movie was wild. I did not get a chance to see it, but the concept <laughs> honestly made me want to click play on it. It sounds really good. And it's on Netflix. Might be I see it all the time, but I'm like, it takes... I'm not going to say a lot to get me to watch a movie. It just honestly takes a boy that I want to look at. That's about it. Did and you so, see I didn't see it, but we, we should do an episode on it or something. We should we should all watch it and report back. Because it's like, I've heard from a lot of people that it's great. It's like, it was their, their film of the year that year. Oh, and then it gets better because they released the documentary of Amy Winehouse entitled Amy. Which also... Is that the good one or the problematic one? Which one's the problematic one? I don't know. There's one that, like, the family didn't approve of. It came out in 2015. I mean, that might be the good one. I just don't know. Because I'm honestly still... T- it's been seven years, but I'm still not over her death. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that just literally came out of nowhere for no reason. I'm sorry, her dying came out of nowhere. <laughs> yes. Death is generally unexpected. Listen here. I don't need... Was was that the same year as The Witch? No. This Sorry. is the same year as Room. Did The Witch come out in 2013? came out in 2016. The Witch yeah. came out in 16? Yeah. All those movies, I don't watch them, so I have no <laughs> idea. The Witch is really good. Taylor, have you seen it? I didn't, but that has Anya Taylor-Joy, oh, right? Yes, and she's really the only actress that was like, yeah, no, a known name, it felt like, when I watched it. I could probably be probably wrong. There's probably a couple older actors, but it's like, all English um, based and this community kicks the family out because they did something wrong you're not sure what's going on at first but then the family goes out of the community and they live in the, in the woods by themselves and they build their own little house and everything seems like it's going okay and then it gets fucking wild it's really good it's cool it's, mm-hmm. it's not what you would expect it's not a typical horror movie like it's like kind of the reverse of what you would think it would be it's cool and then they ended 2015 off with one of my favorite books and favorite now movies, Room, with Brie Larson winning an Oscar for Best Actress. She straight just came up. She like, put her whole ass foot in that. I stand Brie Larson. We stand. I remember when she was on Disney Channel movies. Uh, I can't wait till Captain Marvel. I remember her in Scott Pilgrim. I was like, word, that's her dog. Um, she was also on the. The United States of Terra, I think, and yes. which was kind of a uh, wild show because it was a sitcom-y show, but it was... Wasn't it a Showtime show? Was it Tony Collette? Yeah. Also? So Tony Collette we was like... We love Tony Collette. Movie. Yeah. And Brie Larson was honestly really good in that too. Yeah. Sorry, this is about 824. It's fine. In 2016 came another string of well-known movies, maybe because they were good or maybe because they sound fucking stupid. A couple of them being The Witch with yeah. Anya Taylor-Joy that we recently talked about. Green Room, which was like... Oh, yes. That was like the skinhead movie, right? Yeah, it was an indie slapper that came out of nowhere. Like I guess With we got to watch it. With Patrick Stewart being... I think he was uh, one of the main 
villains. I didn't get to see it yet, but that's on my list. How have I never even heard of it? It's it was like because I watched a bunch of like that was a busy year. Yeah, it was like. a lot of shit came out in 2016. In yeah. 2016, we had Pokemon Go also. And, yeah, and hope. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We had Swiss Army Man, which had Daniel Radcliffe and Paul Dano yes. stuck on an island that had a deeper meaning than what everyone thought it would be. And I was like, word. And I looked at this like YouTube video about it. It's like, oh, word. This movie's deep. That's I, I want to see watch. that. Still haven't watched it. Oh, and trust me, they ended the year off great in October with their magnum opus of a classic, Moonlight. Moonlight. Dun, dun, dun. We've all seen Moonlight, right? I still haven't fully yet, because you all, you all watched it when I was out of town. And since we've rejoined <laughs> our forces, uh, it's still not been on the list of the large queue of stuff to watch. Oh, I fucking love Moonlight. I haven't seen Moonlight either. Can you please talk about it for a second? Make us watch it. It's just this three-part epic of this young boy growing up in the toxic, masculine environment of like Miami. And, like, he struggles with the fact that his mom's a crackhead, he has no father figure, and he's possibly a gay man. It's so good. And it breaks off into, like, three little sections. You got little, you got shy, and then you got black, which are, like, the little the names he gets. His mama being the crackhead played by, she's just a great actress. Who's that? Michelle? Uh, no. uh, is it Naomi? Yes, Naomi Harris. That sounds right. I think so. That sounds right. She played the best crackhead ever. And I was like, Halle Berry is shaky from the 90s. And she always <laughs> played the type A crackhead. But also we had the greatest father figure ever in a movie. Mahershala Ali stole yes. just the first third of just, just making Shy be okay with who he is. And then comes to find out that he's selling crack to his mama. And it's like, how do they... It's great. Janelle Monae is also in it, who plays a great auntie. It's a great movie. Auntie Monet. But the yes. third part is they really did bring the art house to the ghetto. That whole scene where you meet Black for the first time and it's just this big muscular dude played by like Trevante Rhodes who's in Burning Sands. Woo! Wow. Great actor. Great. He looked menacing. He was like the one crackhead. Crazy. And then he has a dream about his first kiss that was on the beach. Ah, oh, it was a good scene. The whole movie's great. You just gotta go see it. It's great. Go see it. Uh, I'm gonna watch it. It's just go watch it. Find it. Support it. Give them their coin. Give them their coin. Um, then we move into 2017, which also, not gonna lie, it's a fucking busy year. Let's talk about It Comes at Night. It Comes at Night is terrifying. It's like... It, like you said earlier, it's like all psychological horror. It's less about the jump scare and like the build up is more of it and it's it's really really good what's that one about i don't think i've um it's got um it's got a boy in it that you definitely would like to watch um i cannot remember <laughs> his name right now though he was one of the main actors in girls and it's not adam driver it's the obviously the other guy um but it he um basically he's like protecting his family and there's there's a disease outside of their like little compound they have and they're just trying to live their lives and stay alive, and you have to see what happens. Cause I can't say anything more than that. It's kind of like you think it might... You can't really tell what the horror is going to be for a long time, so it's really cool. Interesting. Yeah. That sounds really good. Um, another big movie that came out around for A24 was A Ghost Story with Rooney Mara 
and my least favorite person in Hollywood, Casey Affleck. I was like, this looks good. Looks like a movie I want to go see. And since Casey Affleck's face is covered up majority of the time, I can sit and not feel bad about watching this movie. Nice. Um, haven't seen it, but will. Also, a movie I saw by A24 with Robert Pattinson was a good time. I still haven't seen that. It's crazy. Made me angry, mainly because like basically his him and his brother were like robbing banks and shit. And so they were going to get away with it. But also his brother's been problematic too because he has like autism. Like he's on the spectrum, but like spazzes out and gets super violent. And then Robert Pattinson's like, okay, don't look suspicious. Don't run. This nigga runs. And now he's put into jail. So now Robert Pattinson literally this takes place in one night. Has the to, whole movie? The whole movie takes place in one night as he tries to get his brother out of jail. It's so stressful. It's like, you're having a good time. It's like, no, I'm not. How is he in it? How is He's Robert? so good. I love Robert Pattinson. I, I want to watch some more recent stuff of his because I liked him a lot. He was, he slapped. Yeah. And he didn't have to. Like, he, it was good. He was the, he, one of the best parts about it. He was really good in that uh, 9-11 movie, whatever it was. Remember me? Remember yes. me? <laughs> oh my God. Never forget. We don't even don't need to think off, about, about like, cur- like during and pre-Twilight Robert Pattinson. Like, think about him in the... Goblet of Fire? That, and then just fast forward to, like, him doing, like, other stuff. Because he, he can do good work now. That's why I leave my Taurus King alone. Good time. Also had, like, this black character in it who she, like, slapped too. But it was weird because I didn't know how old she was. Nor did I didn't know how old Robert Pattinson's character was. But then they just end up making out. And I was like... How old were they? So I had to look at the ages to make sure this wasn't like problematic. It was fine. Everyone's of age. Uh-huh. But it was like when Zendaya <coughs> and Zach Efron were like a thing in The Greatest Show. And I was like, how old are they supposed to be? Because age clearly doesn't exist in this movie. Uh, I think they're like 10 years apart. Yeah, so it's like fine now. But anyway, Good Time was a good movie. And then another highlight of the year is The Florida Project. We watched that together. Have I haven't you seen, seen it. it? Uh, <laughs> it's great. It's like Little Rascals, but like but raw. But the raw, the raw rascals. <laughs> it's like if you take Little Rascals mixed with like you stay up late on HBO and it's like Skinamax or some shit. That's exactly what that movie is. Cool, I'm down with that. It's like the real world in the '90s with the Florida Project. Yeah, because it's, it's really going on. And what part of that movie was shot on an iPhone? And what's the guy's oh, name? Yeah. I've heard about this movie. The a lot. director, yeah, it's Sean Baker. Uh, yeah. He also did this movie called Tangerine, which is about like a trans woman. Wasn't and... that whole movie shot on an iPhone? Yes. Yeah. And that's also and the only reason why that scene was shot on an iPhone was because they wanted to film. Because the spoiler alert: the ending. Basically, she's gonna get separated from her mom because her mom's a dumb bitch, <laughs> and so she runs to her best friend and goes, "I'm about to leave, and I'm never gonna see you again." Her friend's like, "I got an idea. They just run to Disneyland because they live." Well, the, the thing is, it's also you don't know if it's real or not. Yeah, so it's like a weird fantasy that's like maybe it happened, maybe it didn't. But basically, why Disneyland's so big is because they live in the motels on the outskirts of Disney. So like, why you have like those tourist people come in? You have like people who really have to make it out here. And Bria Vianti. I don't know how to pronounce her name, but... She slapped, and she... I don't even think she auditioned for real. They just saw her on Instagram. Yeah, he literally found her on Instagram off of, like, two pictures, and was like, you know, trying to do this. She's like, okay. And she's like, she knows, like, she knows what this is about. And she's like, yeah, I'll do it. And she was so good. Yeah. And you see it, the Florida Project. Oh, well. It's also just beautiful. There's Willem Dafoe in it. And he got nominated for a Best Supporting Oscar. He should have won. That was so stupid. 
I was like, he was so good. Who won, actually? I think it was for, like, three billboards. Yeah, oh, it was yeah. the dude from Three Billboards. Yeah. He was not good. Um, another big movie that came out was Lady Bird, directed yes! by Greta Gerwig, which has the A24 lucky boys of Timothy Chalamet and Lucas Hedge. My kings. <laughs> Two white kings that we support in this household. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure Lucas Hedge was like, yeah, I'm bisexual. And I was like, no, he was like, I'm... Oh, he said, he said, quote, I've always found my sexuality to be on a spectrum. I'm like, okay, you could focus it over to me. I'll love you too. It's fine. <laughs> a true king. Yep. And Timothy Chalamet, both in this movie, both play iconic characters in, in themselves. It's, it's Saoirse great. Ronan got nominated for an Oscar. So she, did, uh... Her mom. Laura, Laurie, Laurie. Uh, Laurie Metcalf. Laurie Metcalf. Yes. She slapped. That was such a good movie. I felt bad because I didn't pay for it because I found it on one, two, three movies. Shout out to that dope ass website. Um, but it was we good... don't spout piracy here. Redacted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, but it was just I saw Lady Bird in theaters twice, I think, and then now I own it. And it, I have not yet seen it. I need to watch. It's them. a female written and directed movie by Greta Gerwig. Uh, she made literally playlists for all the actors in the movie to like get an essence of their characters like what i can't That's cute. and it's set in so 2001 cute. to 2002 like post 9 11 yeah and ladyburg lives in sacramento mm-hmm. and she just you know it's her senior year and she just wants to get attention because her home life is just kind of hard and she wants to go to an east coast school to get out of sacramento and she, she kind of like does because not a lot of people are applying to East Coast schools because of the fear of terrorism. And it's, like, just kind of that whole, like, essence of that time is just, like, an underlying, like, low-boil yeah. factor that, like, just ties oh, in. that connection. Oh, yes, Henny. It is just so good. Crazy. Sounds cool. Um, and then also that came out that same area was the Disaster Artist with the Franco Brothers. Yeah. Did you guys see that or am I the only one that just saw that? I haven't seen The Room or The Disaster Artist. Yeah, me too. Oh my god, The Room is a classic, like, remembered in history books. That movie is so stupid. I remember a bunch of boys in high school watched it, like, all of the time. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. Or, oh hi, Mark. It's so crazy. Because, like, you just do those references to, like, a random group of people like, oh, oh hi, Mark. So I have a question. Does the disaster artist add to the experience of the room, or oh my or God. Is yes. it, should I just watch the disaster artist? Or should I watch both? Like what you what's... okay? First, you have to watch room first, the room first, and then watch disaster artist. Okay, because it adds so, so they, much. They don't just like they literally straight up like recreate recreate the movie, or do they, they like actually scene. add stuff to it too? It's they recreate good. scenes, but then they also add like the behind the scenes stuff, like Tommy Wiseau. Okay. They like he made in the book and in like the movie that was like, Yeah, he's just a mystery man. We don't even know where he got his money from. And I asked him, he goes, Don't worry about it. And I was like, What the fuck? <laughs> like, it's just wild. And then he gets jealous of his friend. And so the movie becomes life imitates art. It's so good. It's just, it's so good. So, okay. Your phone I'll check up. it out. Your phone locked up. Did Seth Rogen. Uh, direct that or did he was, no, was so he just the director in the in the uh, movie he didn't direct the oh he was just the director oh. in the movie 
He played the director, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he just played the director. It was actually directed by James Franco. Cool. Yeah, it was directed by the Franco. The Franco. He won a Golden Globe for it, which honestly, if that shit didn't come out about his sexual allegations, then I feel like he would have won the Oscar. They did, yeah, they didn't even nominate him because that happened before the nominations came out. So, I think that's where Willem Dafoe got scooped in and like... No, no, this was lead actor. That's when a fucking Denzel Washington just got booted in and goes, I didn't think Don Israel was that good, but nominate to me, you must. Oh, uh, yeah. So, did, um, J- did James Franco... Like, what did he do? I know he was, like, creepy to girls He's been classes. creepy for, like, the last 15 years, and it just resurfaced. Yeah. So, is he... What's he doing, though? Is he, he doing, like, like, has taught classes at, like, NYU or something about, like, acting, and he would try to, like, make girls in the class come forward to be examples and pretend, like, mimic practicing oral sex on them, and, like, when you do that, you're supposed to have, like certain like barriers between yourself and like your student or actress and like he wouldn't use them and in like 2010 he was like dming a girl on instagram before like you know everybody had instagram and she was definitely like 17 and he was trying to get her to come to his hotel and other stuff has just happened over the years damn it franco crazy but (laughs) Still a good movie. Yeah. Crazy, problematic, but that's fine. I'm gonna just like, separate. I'm gonna separate the um, Lar from the artist. Sure, yeah. wave that flag. Anyway, now we move to 2018, and wow, slap too. Honestly, yeah. 18 were just a slapper movies. Like I don't know, the best one was 2018, Hereditary. Yeah. That movie was. Well, they released three pretty sick movies this year. Oh, they did. That I can name off the top of my head but I haven't seen one of them but I'm assuming it's going to be great from, from Angie's Testament oh what do you mean? mid 90s oh okay oh, I was like what mid 90s let's hop there real quick and hereditary the ones I can think of they released the 8th grade directed by Yo, Bo Burnham I haven't seen that either I saw that too is it good oh my god I've been following Bo Burnham since fucking 2006 on MySpace and yes. I'm just like I grew up with this motherfucker yes what this is wild 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 and the fact that he wanted to make his first movie from the perspective of a girl like he was just like eh there's enough men let me just try to do this and I think he did it correctly like yep and I feel yeah. like it's just, it's like, yep, that is what happens to you when you're an eighth grader. All of that. Mm-hmm. And, like, her dad her dad in the movie is great, too, because he's just trying so hard to, like, be like, come on, kid. And she's like, no! And that's just, <laughs> that's just what you do when you're that age. Like, your parents are just, like, trying so hard, and you, you just literally are like, no, fuck off, mom. Yeah. High key. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like for boys, if they were to make a film like that, it'd have to be like seventh grade because seventh grade sucks for all boys. Yeah, it's my personal testimony and belief. But eighth, eighth grade, grade was sucky too, though. I it think was. I peaked in eighth grade. All of middle school. I totally sucks. did. I mean, no, I did. I don't think I've ever. You peaked. peaked? 
don't yeah. think I peaked in eighth grade, but I feel like you didn't peak. Oh no, I have not peaked yet. Have you seen me? <laughs> I don't I'm know. I was not... like aggressively bullied in seventh grade and like eighth grade for some reason. It got a lot better, but then after that, downhill. I got anxiety at age fifteen. It wasn't there before. I'm like, all right, here we are now. Anyway, back to hereditary. Slaps. <laughs> no, hereditary was a kind of low-key spooky scary movie that is like advertises a scary movie because i think like in order to get people into the seats you can't like be like this is artsy like you have to be like it's just a scary movie because yeah. people will show up and show out for those yeah like and get out. well megan yeah megan saw it in theaters and i made her tell me everything about it before i watched it because i was like can i even watch this but then i didn't realize how much i was in love with alex wolf and i'm like oh okay gotcha can <laughs> log in he was the best actor because he had to play this broken character who accidentally killed his sister yeah oh spoilers this movie slaps <laughs> i thought she was gonna be like like i'll put spoilers in this at the beginning yeah. <laughs> spoilers i didn't know well, i thought she was gonna be the main girl yeah but... they put her on a lot of the posters and like even in that short amount of time she's in it she's incredible iconic yeah, she was amazing cut that bird's head off and use it as her own she goes we do not waste here <laughs> Tony Coletto as like the concerned mother. Yep. She slapped and her whole spiral into madness. She's like, first my mama died, then I have to bury my daughter, then I have to look at my son who I hate. Also, my husband is the worst. Also, my art project's not finishing. Also, this bitch opened a demon yep. in my home. She was like, she's like, it's fine. What's her name? Like Joan or something? Yes. She's like, it's fine. And she's like, what? You making chalkboards talk to me? Oh, hell no. And she's like, come on, girl. It's fine. It's fine. And she's like, what? You know my mama? It's wild. Like, it is literally the definition of a wild ride. Oh, yeah. but when that switch, when she gets the demon inside of her, and he's just like, I'm like, oh, fuck. And Alex uh, will place the best final girl I've ever seen. I was like, he gets it. And then he dies. But not really, because the sister soul goes back in, and she's like, what the fuck's going on? And then it's like, we loved you. We just needed you to have a male host. And she was like, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. I really, really scenes. liked Hereditary a lot. I think it was great. That was my only criticism of the movie was the ending felt like it was too quick. Like it all happened all at once. And I wanted there to be more there. But I guess that could, that's probably their choice. It's probably like an artistic decision to like make it all happen so fast. Because otherwise it's like it'd probably just be dwelling and too dramatic. Yeah. So I'm like, I feel like if this was real and what would really happen, that grandma trying to get the money and the fortune yeah, basically that, is what that was. The scariest part was... Um, the head getting sliced off? No. Well, that was pretty fucking scary. But the the man that was naked just standing in the doorway and you can't really see him at first. And slowly, yes. Slowly you start to see him there and you're like, fuck. It's really creepy. Ooh, or when she just in the sky flying around, she just goes... <sighs> Yeah. Like, oh my, oh my god. god. It's like, am I supposed to not laugh? Because uh, that was hilarious. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, that part where Alex Wolf gets possessed and he smacks his head on the desk. I literally jumped. like, what the fuck? And I read or listened to, I don't know, I was watching a lot of press junkets for him. Anyway, he said that he had broken his jaw before. And he was like, yeah, I just kind of dislocated it to make it look more, even more scary. I'm like, oh my god. Jeez. Crazy. Um, Hot Summer Nights also came out this year with your boy Timothy Chalamet. I feel like, though, everybody involved in that project kind of wants to make it go away, and I don't really know why. It's pretty mediocre, not gonna lie. It's just, you know, Timothy Chalamet smokes weed for the first time, then flips it and gets a lot of money, but then he starts dating his drug dealer's sister, and yada, yada, yada. <laughs> it gets fucking annoying. It's alright, though. Can we talk about Slice? 
I've never seen it, but it has our peoples in it. Do you want me to just... Just uh, go ahead and go off this. All right. Slice. This movie (laughs) is uh, written and directed by Austin Vesley, his uh, first feature film debut. He uh, started trying to write this in 2013, and the ups and downs of your first film, uh, it took a trip, and it wasn't produced and um, filmed until 2016, and it wasn't released until this year. I started streaming on demand, I believe it was like September 6th, and uh, I think that the first thing I ever heard about it was in like 2017, like in like March, and it was pretty much at first just marketed as like, Chance the Rapper is gonna be in a spooky movie, and and I mean, that was, you know, he was fresh hot off the Grammy wins, so like, obviously, you know, that's gonna get your buzz going, and that made a lot of sense, and I was like, what? And I was like, Megan, Megan, Chance the Rapper is gonna be in a movie, and she was like, what? And I was like, yeah! I thought coming out till next year. That's how we talk when we're excited. <laughs> and then here we are coming, uh, I think it was around summertime when they were like doing like trailers, I think, for it. Because it, you know, two months before Spooky Month, that's when the ad's going to come out. Zazzy Beats was in it. Yeah. The trailer, like, first of all, the trailer was just insanely, like, just beautiful as how it just looked. It's like, ooh, Zazzy Beats. Paul Shear. What? Yeah. Chance the Rapper. What? Joe Carey from Stranger Things. Yo. Uh, yep. And Chris Parnell was in it. And those, you know, you got your, those are your heavy hitters to get people to talk about it. You got to have that. And then I was like, okay. And then I was like, who wrote and directed this? And then I delved into Twitter and I was like, what? He is the director of Chance the Rapper videos and other artists of Chicago. What? And that was just a whole nother rabbit hole went down. And then the movie came out, and I watched it, and it was just, it's just the perfect homage to your favorite, like, 80s thrillers, even maybe, like, your low-budget 90s thrillers. It gave me a lot of Sam Raimi vibes, like, uh, the guy who directed this, the Spider-Man trilogy Ooh. and Evil Ooh, Dead. Yeah. Like, it was just, like, because of the how campy it was, so it was yeah. just, like, kind of... It's like... About it's like okay, so the premise now, the premise, <laughs> it is a pizza delivery driver is killed while delivering a pizza to the part of town where the ghosts live. There's just ghosts that live in the town, <laughs> in the town of Kingfisher. Okay, and the people of the police department are trying to find out why he has been killed. Also, Hannibal Burris is in this movie too. Yes. <laughs> makes a very small like blip cameo but it's fine it's worth talking about and so then you cut to you cut to the this diner and there's a girl and she's sitting there and the news comes on they're like this guy just got murdered while delivering a pizza <laughs> and she's like what and she storms out and she used to work in the pizza joint that this guy worked at and he was also her ex-boyfriend and then he is a ghost now and she goes to find him in the ghost part of town and she also finds out that he was selling drugs again and she's like i thought you stopped this and he was like well, yeah. She looks great in this movie. Yeah, uh-huh. fucking beautiful queen. Slaps. And, and then there's this guy who's the lord of selling drugs who's fucking Daniel from Insecure. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
and he's like called the big cheese it's a whole thing and the police are like did you do it did you have anything to do with him dying and he's like no didn't have to do the killing but you know that was my stuff he was selling and they're like all right you're going to jail they're like all right who's committing these crimes but also meanwhile in the town the ghost the ghost side of town is there's like this whole plaza where all the ghosts live and there's like this this whole people who are just like no we have to justice these ghosts so they can have rest but meanwhile at this pizza shop that the people that are working and dying they're like oh no our staff's dying because they're getting killed and then also you find out that the pizza place sits on top of a portal to hell <laughs> like <laughs> oh my fucking god <laughs> there's a lot going on but it's not too much to where you're like there's too much going on I'm like I was involved in all the things the whole time and loving it like it's just I didn't even give it justice in my crazy harebrained review like Jesus. everything about it's just so good and it just looks beautiful with the, all of the vibrant colors. Yeah. Then Chance the Rapper comes out, he's a werewolf. Like, what? The and music, it's one. The music is really good, too. The music was done by Luna Gorenson! Luna Gorenson, okay! <sighs> Our king! I just. Uh, sweat drops uh, too much. <laughs> too much. Knocked it out of the park. Everybody there. Thank you, A24, for bringing this to everyone. Did they just release it on Netflix? Was that how it worked? No, it's not on a streaming platform. It's like digital. You can download it. Like So they didn't come out in theaters, though, right? No, it's just like digital releases. So I guess they just took it. They were not confident about like the sales of it. Like being like... I just don't think it was ever going to be like a in-theaters movie. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing that they're going to start experimenting with that more now, probably, because I think oh. Slice did okay, right? It wasn't, like, a flop. No, it? I don't think it, like, made money, money for real, but, uh, you know, like, people, it got good reviews. Yeah. I don't really know. But as long as you liked it as a viewer, then that's <laughs> all that matters. I mean, to be honest, I'm like, why even put it up in theaters anymore? Like, I love yeah. being at home and watching movies in my home. I think there's a space for both. And I think that slowly with, like, Disney buying everything, it's going to go to being, like, just the Disney movies in theaters and everything else is going to be released online. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, we'll get to that point eventually. Yeah. I'm good with doing both. What it else? sucks now is that every good movie that comes out in my mind, I'm just like, ah, yes, an A24 flick. It's not an A24 flick. Like, Searching, which was another good movie, not by my A24, was very upset. And I was like, damn. Searching, you slapped. You deserve a good home. It's okay. They're so, doing well. Um, but, like, sorry to bother you. Thought was A24. Annapurna. But it's Annapurna. Yeah. They also Anna, produce good shit, too. Annapurna makes a lot of good stuff. They work on games, too. So I, I like them a lot. I can see that. Sorry to bother you. But, like, that last part for, like, a video game. I was like, what's going on? Back to A24. What else came out this year? The last good movie that came out was mid-90s. But they have a lot of stuff on on Decky for their uh, for next year, specifically Climax. Yes, I want to see that. And they're coming out with a television. Well, they've been coming out with television, but like their own A twenty four stamp is Euphoria, starring our Queen Zendaya. Wow. Produced oh, yeah. by A twenty four and Drake. Yeah, oh. I was like, oh. Okay. What's that gonna be about? Oh, she looks like a crackhead, so we love a light-skinned crackhead. I don't know, I can't crackhead. tell there's lightning, she's got glitter, I don't know what's going on. We love a light-skinned crackhead. Uh, Climax is like the weird, crazy, like, dance It's horror. like a dance hall. Is that horror. what it's called? 
I already forgot and I just talked about climax. it. Climax? Yeah. yeah, it's called Climax. Mm. It's super colorful. And it's like, looking. they're like in this house and they're like, dude, let's get fucking it fucked up. And I, like, they have to all be dancers. They can't just be people dancing from these drugs. Like, I think they're supposed to be dancers. They're like, I feel funny. And then it's like, do, 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 dancing. That's, huh. That's what I got. It looks good. I was reading some stuff on Euphoria, which is the name of the Zendaya show. And it sounds like it's just going to be skins with black folks. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> A group of high school students as they navigate drugs, sex, identity, trauma, social media, love, and friendship. Starring Zendaya and Storm Reed. <gasps> what? We love Storm also, Reed. Also, pause. Suspiria was an A24 film. It was? Yes. It's not on the list. I'm pretty sure it is. It's not. It might be Bloomhouse or Annapurna. It probably is Annapurna. Um, I was going to say really quick, I think that it's interesting to look at like Bloomhouse and... Uh, A24 side by side because I, I originally back in the day I was like oh cool these two companies remind me of each other but as the years have gone on it's come to be apparent that um, A24 like takes risks and on oh, directors yeah. and like all of their all the directors they choose I mean or like the first time directors yeah or like it's like oh James Franco you want to do some weird weird ass movies like yeah go yeah. for it it's like they definitely take more risks and I think mm-hmm. that I think that Bloomhouse is good too, but I think that they also are like aware that you know we gotta have some of the the slaps, we gotta have the big hits, we gotta do a couple happy death days in there, like <laughs> those dumb looking horror movies that they, they can't always get a get out. Yeah, they got get out, so they did they did good. They got some Oscars, so they're mm. not just like quaking. But yeah, moral of the story is eight twenty four. If you ever want to do a partnership with an up and aspiring podcast group. Where we just talk about your movies in like cool, interesting ways. Come hit us up. Yeah. You can find us on our social media at where can they find you guys? Me. I am on the Instagram. So she's like, I'm on the internet. And I was like, well, of course you fucking are. Yeah, but I mean, still true facts. I'm on Instagram <coughs> at Angela Tortellini. And on Twitter, tweet totting and tweeting away at Trash Brownie. Where they find you, Mr. Alex? You can find me at Alex Dick Dyke on Instagram and at Dyke underscore Alexander on Twitter. Try to keep it a little more, uh, I guess, classy on Twitter. On, well, I mean, not not my tweets. My tweets are pretty uh, wild sometimes. <laughs> I go off. Yeah, you, you snap sometimes. <laughs> not afraid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can find me on Instagram at underscore singular underscore Taylor Ryan Moore. You can find me on Twitter at double underscore, so underscore, underscore, Taylor Moore. And you can find our dope-ass podcast Instagram at dro, D-R-O, podcast, all one word. It's the picture of the three squirtles. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, comment and, below or, you know, anywhere, what's your favorite A24 film? And what film did you think was A24 that you found out wasn't? Yeah. Write us an email or a tweet. Or tweet at us or anything. Send us a DM on Instagram. Yeah, we'll talk about it on the show. We'll read what your thoughts. We'll read your opinions. Our DMs are open. If they're not, slide through. Oh, Shasperia was Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, it's time to Amazon our way out of here. Ha 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 I support this. Okay. Well, bye. Stay blessed. Bye bye.